Hey, Emily, I just got back to Ottawa from Japan this week, and I am pretty excited to be back. Spent this whole week super jet-lagged, but really recovering from a week with a lot of friends in skiing in Nisiko. I know that you're in Taiwan. I'm not even sure if you were in Taiwan the last time we recorded, but I know that you're also living with a group of Asian Wonder Women. How's that going? Yeah. Hey, Ivy. Um, It's been pretty interesting, actually. So for context, this Airbnb, like we met, like everyone, there's three of us, we met online. So we're basically living with, I'm basically living with strangers I've never met and we're doing an Airbnb. And I think the great thing is we all, we all have our own rooms so that, you know, we have our own space and whatnot, but it's been a lot of like trying to understand like how each other's schedules are and like if we want to hang out together, but you know, I think it's worked out pretty well, but it could have gone pretty bad too. I just saw like a reel of Annie and you <laughs> um, <laughs> in that, that we just posted on Asian Wonder Woman on Instagram where you yeah. guys were like, oh, like online friends to offline friends kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I like, I think back then I would think that making online friends is like strange or like kind of dangerous. But now like all of my friends are from online and I meet them in real life while traveling. Is that how it is for yeah. you too? I'm pretty sure. Um, I think it's like, partially split between people that I knew before who catch up with me on my travels who happen to be traveling in the same place or yeah mostly people that I meet online because it's so easy to find people that you're you share interests with now online and it just reminds me that like when the internet first started or when we were like in elementary school the biggest warning was hey don't meet people from the internet and don't get into a car with strangers and now it's like literally summon a stranger from the internet to get into their car I just like laugh so hard at that and that was already like a decade ago right like uber came out a decade ago and now it's like purposely meet people on the internet in order to live with them (laughs) or like hang out which is exactly what you're doing I know it's well, this concept is pretty interesting. So like the whole idea now is like there are online communities like everywhere. Like you can join any interest group, any hobby group. And so before, like when we didn't have this technology, like you were only able to make friends within people in your proximity, like in the same city or like a friend of a friend, whatever. Like there weren't any dating apps or social apps, but now it's like making friends is borderless. Like I could make friends with someone who is in like Cape Cod right now and we could be like best friends, like chatting on the internet. So it's been interesting. I think my social circle has expanded quite large, but there also comes with like a sense of like exhaustion because there's so many people to connect with, which I think we should talk about too. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, this is like a really weird topic because um, yeah. I feel kind of lonely sometimes. Like sometimes I feel like, hey, I'm traveling and I'm not connected to anyone. And sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, there's so many people to meet. There's so many interesting people I can be friends with. And I feel like the desire to grow deep with them, as well as like, there's friends that serve different purposes, especially when we move around so much and you're hopping between three different places and you have communities in Taiwan, Singapore, and San Francisco now. Well, I haven't really found that rhythm yet. I'm not hopping between places, although I think I might move to that, but I'm switching places every one to two months and I have friends everywhere, but I feel like really not as close or like, I don't really have a community and that's been really, Mm -hmm. really difficult. And so today we thought um, that we would talk more about how do we find community when we're traveling around the world? What really connects people together and how do you build 
meaningful relationships and mm-hmm. also why we started Asian Wonder Woman and what we're trying to do here with that community. So why don't you get started? Um, you have three bases. How do you build these communities in these places? Yeah, so I think the way to not do it is to like burn yourself out, which is like do like, I don't know. I I think when I first got to Singapore, I probably did over like 50 different coffee chats with people who were like reaching out to me like on from YouTube or just had like mutual interests and whatnot. And I was like, this is great. Like I'm meeting so many people, but I really burnt out. And to a point where I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone or see anyone. I just got really like introverted and like had to rest. But I mean, it doesn't seem like that. You're like a little mini celebrity in Singapore. <laughs> No, but I think they really People burnt me out. People buy you like, coffee. Like, I gave you like $300 on your YouTube channel about like living in Singapore. Yeah, that I mean, that's different, right? That's like for content creation. But I think a lot of people are just like interested in like, like becoming friends. And I hate to say this, but sometimes I feel like now that I'm older and my time is more valuable and like I need to work on projects too. I can't just have fun all the time. I do need to filter people sometimes, right? Like you have people that I want to partner with or like collab with. I have people that like I just click really well. So I think in general, like when you're making a community, it's you try and find people who you like in general, like, you know, you just get along with well and focus on those relationships and dig deeper. And I think it's usually like, the cadence, like how often you meet, right? Like you should be seeing this person consistently if you want to have a good friendship or relationship with them. Going in depth, being vulnerable and like talking about like your personal experiences, not just like partying and like drinking all the time. Like you don't build, I guess, like a deeper relationship that way, though some may say otherwise. And then I think third is just like support, right? Like friends support each other. And like you and I, like we talk all the time. And I think that's also like we've, we haven't seen each other in person for three years and we're still like really good friends, right? Is it Almost three years? four years. Yeah. <laughs> no. I saw you end of 2019. Yeah. In SF. Yeah. Before yeah. you left for Singapore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I really like, you know, what you said there about mm-hmm. what makes an actual friendship or what makes an actual connection if you want to. And I... I already thought of it this way because I, when I think of inviting people to my birthday party or like invi- inviting people over, I think of like who I'm inviting and why. And it seems yeah. to be like the frequency that I connect with this person, the recency that I had yeah. like a meaningful connection with them. And then also yeah. just like how, how long I've known them for, which means mm. like you kind of rack up this emotional bank uh, with them where you just had more chances to develop a really good relationship. And Between me and you, I think it's like all three. So that's really awesome. But I want to go back to something that you said about meeting people in Singapore, because not everyone has the opportunity to meet with like 50 people in a month or whatever duration that you're able to do that. And I think you were able to do that because you were posting content online and you were posting about your interests and what you actually wanted to connect with people on, which Mm -hmm. is this whole new way, I think, of networking. And I've had tremendous opportunity from publishing my own content online. So I I always like to brag about this where, you know, I feel like when I write, things just really happen. Um, like in 2020, no, not 2020 something, 2016, a few months after I graduated, I got laid off. And so I started writing about how to job hunt. And then that led into this like career coaching business where I made 15K a month because mm-hmm. of this Medium article I published when I was 22 that made, you know, the top of 
Google search engine. And then I wrote another article about the unicorns that no one knew about in China because oh, on Wikipedia, there's like 10 links to the 100, 200 something Mm-hmm. tech unicorns. And that went viral on LinkedIn. And that's how I met people all around the world because they were China watchers and were really interested from a Western perspective um, to learn about China. And then I met my now husband because I wrote yes. an article online. And then I sold my <laughs> company because I wrote an article online. And it's yes. there's actually just so much opportunity to meet people just by calling them to you. So what about you? Like, I actually want to know like what what were some of the top pieces that like drew those people to you? How did you meet those? How did you become a mini celebrity in Singapore? <laughs> it's weird to, to say mini celebrity because I don't think of myself like that at all. It's like just like content creator. But I think going back to like what you were saying, right? So basically creating content, like any form or type of content you put out there, I think it's it's like honey to bees, right? Like, mm. yeah, I just, social media is just such a great way to meet people. And so Um, I think when I was starting my YouTube channel in 2020, I talked about my life in Singapore, like the struggles I went through as a new expat and also just like the dating scene, which was surprisingly super popular. So like dating in Singapore is like one of my most popular videos. That's actually how I met Emily and Jane, who are like two of my best friends. Why didn't you meet your boyfriend through that? (laughs) I don't know. You met a bunch of single girls, right? (laughs) I know. I was like, I mean, the community that Other came struggling from it was awesome. From the yeah. same problem. I mean, yeah, I'm like, this is not just an Emily problem. This is a a, glo- like a global problem. Um, but no, like, I I had so many people message me on Instagram because of that video, and like, I have really good fr- relationships and like friendships from Singapore. Like, people that I can just be like, hey, I'm gonna live at your house in Korea, or I'm gonna live at your house in like Japan, like just because of like that one video or like there was one video where I was just talking about my life, uh, like being like Taiwanese American and my mother or my friend's mother saw it and she's Taiwanese, lives in Singapore. And she told her daughter to reach out to me to have dinner at their house. So I like, I went to their house to have dinner. She made me like a Taiwanese meal. And then we just talked about like, like living here and it was nice. Like it was just like a home cooked meal and it was so fun. And I like would not have had that opportunity to like meet someone like her. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of interesting stories here and there just because I create content. And so I'm glad I put myself out there, though it's scary and you just you just got to do it. Yeah. Um, one other way that I've been meeting people, and I wrote this in my uh, – my husband and my newsletter, which is just taking online classes and courses, mm-hmm. programs, et cetera, because again, it draws people of similar interest. And yeah. for me, I take a lot of personal development programs, business programs, I hire coaches, et cetera. And a, a huge part of it is for that community and people to collaborate with. So that's something that I do as well. But what I've been struggling with and would love to hear your opinion is mm-hmm. I can't keep in touch with people if I'm not in the same place. Like you and I keep in touch because we work on something together and there's a common interest here that I guess joins us, but, but mostly just like working on Asian wonder women and like being part of this community versus Mm -hmm. some friends, even some of my best friends, some of my bridesmaids, bridesmen, um, best friends who don't live in the same city as me. And I might see them once a year. I find it really, really hard actually to, catch up or I hate zoom calls. I think I already do too many of them. How do you stay close with people that don't live in the same city as you? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it's also based on like your relationship with that person. So like I have, like, like you mentioned, like you have a preference, right? Like you don't like Zoom calls. So maybe the cadence or the channel of which you communicate is done differently. Like I will use my, one of my best friends, Anna, for example, she's an introvert, highly, like one of the worst, like, I'm not worst, <laughs> one of the like most introverted people I know, like she does not like calls. She does not like texting, et cetera. So, but I'm like, I want to catch up. Right. I was like this for me, like I need to consistently talk to someone if we're going to continue having a friendship and like deepen it. So we agreed on like having a call like once a month. And we both came to those terms together because she knows it's meaningful for me to like catch up and talk about things. And I know it's meaningful for her to have her space and to like decompress because, you know, with work and stuff like that. So I think if you really care about someone, you will make the effort to at least meet the other person halfway. And you'll have to define that with your best friends. And that could be shown in different ways too. It's like you meet them once a year on a big group trip, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard. You just have to figure, you have to define it with that person. That's the thing. Like, I think trips with people and creating new memories is so much more meaningful. I hate, it's not Zoom. I don't like calls. Okay. Either. Like, I don't like catch-up calls. And I don't even think my yeah. friends really like it either because you're forever catching up with this person, right? Like, mm. I think when you don't live in the same place, when all you do is catch up once a month, once every quarter or something like that, you get the mm -hmm. highlight reel of their lives instead of the day-by-day yeah. -day details of how they came to their decisions, right? Like mm -hmm. you're not there when someone gets pregnant and how they reacted the first yeah. time when they did. And I, I sometimes do get calls when my friends get engaged or, mm -hmm. you know, when they switch a job, when they're thinking about, should I switch this job? Should I quit? Should I, you know, how do I talk to my manager? Like maybe those big decisions you'll get an update on later. Yeah. But in the moment, like they're, because you're not around, and you're not mm -hmm. seeing them consistently, I feel like I don't get that. I used to have lunch with one of my best friends every single yeah. week. And I love that because weekly highlights are slightly different because the decision-making timeline is just there versus a monthly or quarterly kind of update. And I think it's the weekly or even daily or like these more frequent touch points on the more mundane little things that really make people close. Yeah. Um, I guess to that point, it would make sense if they had like a newsletter, right? Or like something that showed those. I have a newsletter. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I guess it's still like people will read your newsletter and they will feel like they're close to you, but there is still no interaction, right? Because they're just consuming the content. They're not actually engaging with you. I think for me, like when I think of talking to Anna, like once a month, right? It's like, I get to know that, oh, this is happening in her life right now. Or like, oh, she's thinking of moving, blah, blah, blah. Like, I still feel like I'm part of her decision making mm. when she's talking about these things whereas like if she didn't tell me anything and then at the end of the year she was like oh by the way like I'm leaving San Francisco I would be like kind of hurt to not know that like earlier so I guess it's just each per like each person's preference but like for you you know now that you're like going through this like what do you want from your friends like what do you think is like a good cadence or like depth of friendship that you want yeah like have you thought about that yet um I know that that's a question that I should be thinking about because one of the yeah. courses I'm taking is called relating between the lines and it's a uh yeah. like how to have deeper conversations and better conversations yes. with people and part of it is understanding your own boundaries and your own needs and yeah. 
something that I realized through the program as I like share what my goals are. I'm like, I want to be close to my friends. I want to feel like I'm someone that they go to when they have something exciting or something sad. But then the question comes back of like, do you go to them? And I'm like, no, <laughs> because, mm. you know, the first people that come up are just my husband and then mm-hmm. people that I interact with, like sometimes you, because we talk every week, there's people that I'm already on that cadence with and I don't no longer need to tell 10 people <laughs> my problems oh, yeah. before I figure it out versus like yeah. me when I was 20 or 21 or something. I remember yeah. like, oh yeah, boy problems. I would tell like literally every girlfriend <laughs> they would have <laughs> their input <laughs> on whether I like, what text do I send this boy? I will consult like yeah. 20 girlfriends, <laughs> you know, yeah. like everyone that I knew. But that's no longer the case. And therefore I agree that needs to go both ways. And I guess all I can say is I'm working on it, even though I don't do it, which is, I think I need to be the one that steps forward and be vulnerable to my friends too. And like share my life with them and not think of them actually like against what you said. I do believe that people feel closer to me because Owen and I share in our monthly yes. newsletter, like big updates and like yes. things that we are really thinking about rather than just travel. And I feel close whenever I see people's Instagram stories, et cetera. But because of that lack of interaction, yeah. I don't think it's really real connection because not both people, not it's not felt on both sides, right? Like I don't feel mm-hmm. close to my friends because they read my newsletter <laughs> unless they respond to it. But at least yeah. I'm like giving that opening into my life where yeah. people have the opportunity to respond. And I really love it when people respond. I love it when people respond to my content of any kind because it just mm-hmm. opens a door to connection. What makes you feel closer to a person? Is it like, for me, it's like, I mean, there's like different things, right? Like it's like you go through trauma together. That's why like sororities and fraternities are so popular in college. Yeah, but I don't want to go through more trauma <laughs> in my life. Like, I don't need, actually, I, 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 I yes. Know? Because RBTL, Relating Between Lines, talks about this too, right? It's yes. like, People seem to, it's not, you, okay, so you can go through something together. It doesn't have to be trauma. Yeah. It can be something really happy too, right? Okay, like you yes, go through yes. something together or somehow you're able to be vulnerable with them with something that like you experience pain. But the yes. thing is like, I really don't think there's that much pain in my life and I don't mm. like needing to come up with pain in order to bond with someone. And I don't particularly enjoy, like I have tons of friends I want to reconnect with. I'd rather not all of them come to me every day about their pain. pain, Right. Like I don't want them to go through pain either. So (laughs) that was just one of them. Yeah, sure. 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 If it, if one person, like one person is allowed one painful experience (laughs) per like (laughs) quarter, you know, (laughs) but I I would actually hope that like, you don't need that. I'm like a very optimist kind of person I think you are too like we do have our struggles and we complain and stuff but in the Mm -hmm. end I forget bad stuff that happens and I don't want to have to think about "Mm." like and I actually have because I thought that was the way to connect with people I would sit there and I'd be like what bad thing do I have to share about my life to complain about so that I seem like you know something they could connect with but I learned Mm -hmm. from RBTL that like you can also connect with like fun like by having fun together play And that's really hard online. Mm. And that really takes like a trip. So you asked me like, what do I want for my friends? Like I want to go on more. I want to have more experiences with them. And Mm. because we're such big travelers, I think it's really hard actually to find experiences that we haven't done or like isn't on on our bucket list anymore. So 
I think that's actually really difficult of like, what can you do with friends? That's different. Like my friend and I actually make TikTok dances, dance videos. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was actually really, really fun and bonding with board games, just doing something rather than catching up over a meal, I think makes like a huge difference. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, shared activities definitely help you get closer. I, hmm. Like, don't you feel closer after the Taiwan, uh, the Jiofen trip with Francesca and Annie? Yeah, that was fun. And I think that was also like, like, you know, like content creators, sometimes you like gatekeep, like, you know, people gatekeep like, oh, how they're monetizing and like how they're making content and stuff like that. So, but then it was like, Francesca invited us on this trip. She like brought us into this like tourism trip that we went to Jofin together. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, this is how like friendships should be like. Yeah, right? where it was free because you were going to create, it's like a content creator yeah. trip. Um, yeah. And people share, yeah, like, you need to share yeah. your life and you just share your experiences and you need to feel like not just gatekeeping, like no scarcity mindset. And like something that my best friend and I talk about a lot is like, how do we see us as a entity together <laughs> versus oh. the world versus like a me, you kind of thing. Um, yeah. And what that actually means is like, let's spend a certain amount of like, we'll actually dedicate a certain amount of money each year to like, go on a bonding trip together and oh. how do we benefit us as like a me and you kind of thing. And I, I think it's worth having these conversations and something that I want to do more often. And I've actually confronted a lot of my friends recently mm. where like not recently as in over the last six months, because I know like the first step is actually being more aware, right. Of like what you need and like what, makes you happy what makes you feel connected with them and so like as an example when I was in New York like (laughs) friend that like you also know like we were going to the museum together and like I invited him to a lot of different things and he's always like oh can I bring the girl that I'm seeing and I'm like yeah sure I'm not gonna reject that but then every time he brings the girl that he's seeing I'm pretty sure they're dating officially now I'm not actually sure (laughs) but um I feel like he always like is way more attentive to her when like I'm not in town for that long or like in the same city as him and I only see him like three times a year at max sometimes once a year and so when I brought that up that was actually a big connecting moment because I'm sharing something that's actually very difficult to share because it's always hard to confront someone and saying that you know this is really hard to share and I'm saying this because I really want to feel connected with you and I really want to spend quality time with you I think that's also really connecting and then you see that there's actually a lot of problems with a lot of your friendships. Not yeah. like problems, but improvement opportunities. <laughs> and by confronting those, those are actually connecting points too. And that actually makes me feel more connected when we're both, we both recognize that we want this and that this is a problem to be close, especially when we don't mm-hmm. live in the same place. What do we do to overcome this together? And it becomes more of a joint venture than yeah. you one-sidedly trying to accommodate just like you and Anna agreed on monthly calls yeah yeah I think it's definitely like the intentionality behind it right and like how reciprocated how reciprocating you are of like that feedback because like I personally feel this too like just going back to like you know 
the story of like your friend, like bringing their significant other, like we are getting older, right? So like the time spent with friends is getting shorter because the priorities are just like piling up. Yeah, it's hard. It's like, you know, we're, we're literally entering what I like to call like the sandwich generation where our parents are getting older, like financial burdens are starting to pick up. We are thinking about like children and like having our own families. And so everyone now has, is like creating their own storyline and their own, their new, the next generation. So, um, I love that you mentioned like, Hey, like, by the way, like it would be nice to spend one-on-one time more because sometimes we just have our own blind spots too. Like that person was probably like, Oh, it doesn't matter because like, we're all going to be hanging out together anyways in the same place. But you're like, no, I want to have a one-on-one conversation. So I, yeah, I think that was good communication, honestly. He really appreciated it too. He was like, oh, I didn't know that that was how you felt, right? And it's usually like you have two options, right? It's like this always happens and you're like, I hate you. Like, I'm not going to invite you to anything anymore. We're no longer friends, right? Like, But but like not even tell them that and just like stop trying to ask them to hang out. But most of the times, like everyone's willing to like, like no one, no one can read your mind. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's definitely so connecting. Yeah. I find it fascinating because I feel like from the outside, I feel like you didn't like this wasn't like a big thing. Like I felt like you had really like really deep like friendships. Like this wasn't like I feel I feel like your pain points in life would have been more around like your business, right? Or like wearing an entrepreneur hat. But it's surprising. I have so many pain points. I need friends. (laughs) No, I'm like I don't know. Like I think you and I can talk so much more about this because like for me, I think it's. I'm the opposite of you actually in this situation where like I think like I have like friendship is great but for me it's more of like business operationally like that those are my pain points so I feel like you and I are living like very like parallel no, no, no. I, I also have my business pain points oh <laughs> but I would say that like more unhappiness I think is caused with lack of connection right like yeah. you know that I um I was watching oh man I'm gonna kind of butcher this, but I actually just wrote a newsletter for my company prequel. And it's about, you know, how to help kids, you know, have Mm -hmm. more success in their life and fast track them um, into understanding their potential and discover their passions, et cetera. And I can find the exact quote later maybe, but it's around how the biggest factor to whether someone is successful and happy in life and healthy, I think it's to do with health. It's like the healthiest people actually have very deep relationships. Like being able to have deep relationships and feel like you're part of a tribe and community expands your lifespan, extends your lifespan and your measurement of happiness and health go up. Mm. So I've learned that there's like seven different factors of health. It's like how much you move, what you eat, the sleep, um, how much you connect with nature, et cetera. And one of them is whether you are, you have deep relationships and the recommendations for adults, because in general, it's already hard for adults to create deeper friendships, let alone if you're moving around everywhere in the world. (laughs) But the suggestion is like join clubs. And if we can't join physical clubs, actually one of my biggest 
downsides is like, hey, like when I travel is I can't join a consistent sports team. I used to play volleyball, mm-hmm. um, intramural volleyball in San Francisco. And I had a lot of friends who did that and I really loved it, but I can't do that anymore. Um, yeah. That's a trade-off. But joining clubs now, we have Asian Wonder Woman and like people are meeting up in different cities. So make yeah. sure you check out our Facebook group for that. We just today, I think there were like two meetups. There's one in Japan and one in like Bali. So join clubs and then also like find time with the friends that you had before. And I think we talked about both of these aspects, but to address your surprise, I th- I would say that like most recently, even in like when I was in Japan to Owen, I was like, what purpose do friends serve? Because I just felt so disconnected at some points where I'm like, yeah. they haven't been in my, I don't feel like they're in my life, but then I always feel so great when I do see a lot of friends. But Again, like seeing them once or twice a year and losing touch in between. They're just people that you have fun with and people you can feel like yourself with. And I do have yeah. friends that tell me, I just need someone who understands me. I don't care how long, how often I see them. You know, like even mm-hmm. if we live in the same city, we probably wouldn't see each other more than once a month because like they're super introverted. Yeah. So friendships all mean different things for different people. And I'm still trying to figure out what works for me. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing. Um... Going back to like what you said about because you are moving around a lot, like that is kind of why I am thinking of rooting down in San Francisco for a year. Oh, you're going to be rooted there for a year? I think so. But for multiple reasons. One, because my nephew is growing up and I want to be there. Like, I think that's important to me. I'm like... Cool auntie mode. Yeah. Auntie mode, like family. Like, I think family is really important to me in this, like, I don't know. I just like realized like the past three years, I've spent so much time with people that I shouldn't have, to be honest. Like... Mm. I should have spent more time with like family. Um, so I think for me, like family is a huge reason why I'm moving back to SF. Two, dating, obviously, because I'm like, I need to be more intentional about that. Like I'm, I before I remember I used to like shy away from it and be like, oh, like, you know, I want to say it out loud. But like, I actually don't want to be alone. Like it's- That's a very normal thing to not want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying like for those who are like thinking of like being nomadic and dating, it's, it is hard. I will say that. And that can be a whole other episode within itself. And then I think third, similar to you, I'm like, I am tired of rebuilding things in a new place con- like constantly. So I'm just going to rest and like reconnect with like my friends back in the Bay Area and like you're gonna be there too so like you and I will we will like have quality time we'll do podcasts in person mm-hmm. and I think we talk about this a lot more because I think this yeah. is such a great yeah. topic and it's not gonna go away yeah. like I mean this is like first of all a universal problem yes of like how to have meaningful relationships like yeah. there's real experts and TED talks yeah. in this space yeah. that I have crawled in order to write my newsletter <laughs> you know um but yeah. I think we'll wrap it up here yeah I think like we provide one of the best places for women to find community wherever they are because we know that it can get lonely and we're constantly thinking about the trade-offs, right? Of business, of traveling, of being nomadic and then also maintaining relationships. And it's just definitely something that I feel like we lose more out on in that aspect of life because we're optimizing for something else and maybe eventually that'll change in our lives. But I do think very deep friendships can form online Mm -hmm. and especially around certain interests. And so that's where I found it. It's translated to offline, but where I'm lacking is like those deep connections with some of my friends from before. But thanks everyone for listening and hope to see you guys in our community and on our newsletter where we broadcast the meetups in different places so you can meet friends in new locations that you're traveling to. Yes. All right, see you soon.
Thank you. Bye.